music, stories, and more, you're listening to RP Radio, a program by Able Arts Work. Hi, Renee. How you doing? Hi. My name is Renee Monell. And how are you? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing pretty good this morning. Good to finally get on here and, and meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Um, what's your favorite movie of Spider-Man? My favorite Spider-Man movie? Oh yeah. man, that's a tough question. There's a lot of good <laughs> ones out there, but my <laughs> My favorite is what is one that's not a lot of other people's favorite, which is uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield. Wow! Yeah, I I've said that on a other podcasts that are like famous for like you know uh, actual Marvel podcasts, and people are always blown away by that answer. But um, because not a lot of people like that one, but that's that's my favorite one. Mine too. It is. Oh my I mean, gosh! I think me and you are a good comment. Yeah, that's true. We're a good team. Hi, Allison. Hi. How how did this all get started? Um. Well, it got started when I was at a very low point in life, so I wasn't doing good um, with money. I had uh, just like got out of a relationship where I thought I was going to get married with this person and it didn't work out that way. I moved across the country uh, back to my hometown of Pittsburgh, California. And I been there. You've been there? Yes. It's a small place that no one knows exists. So man, we're yes. making so many connections today. <laughs> but uh I my friend said, hey, come on back to your hometown and uh we'll help you get back on your feet. And they said you could stay on our couch uh to get back on your feet. And for the first time in my life, I had to do that. And uh, it took a lot of a lot of pride for me to swallow to do that. And after a couple months, I, I was getting back on my feet. I became a personal trainer. I was training people in the gym and doing all that cool stuff and um, getting really in shape myself. And then I fell asleep on the couch one night and I had a dream that my grandmother who passed away uh, a couple months before came to me and she put on this movie projector that put this like movie in the sky and it showed me Spider-Man visiting these kids in the hospital and he was just making them so happy in the dream and I looked at my my grandma who I called who I call my Nana and I said Nana what does it have to do with me and she said that is you when you wake up that's what you're that's what you're gonna do and so I woke up with $300 in my name and I, you know, to my name and I only had a, a car that I had paid off. And I looked at the car in the parking lot and I said, I knew I was going to sell it. And uh, because the dream felt so real and yeah, so I got a suit and two months later, cause it took the gentleman two months to make it. And um, I got it and I started doing my work there. And there, you know, that's just the short of it. it. It was really hard getting started, getting into visit children or, you know, special needs children or uh, children on the spectrum. And uh, that's where my work work really started. But it was hard to get started because everyone said no. 
And, and then that all changed with how persistent I was and how much I showed, showed my intent on what I was doing. It was not for me. It wasn't for money. It was just to help. And I think it really exploded after that. Well, guess what? What? I was born in Oakland. You were born in Oakland? Well, can I tell you a guess what, too? Yeah. Yeah. The first hospital that I, I had to sneak into my first hospital, which I will not advise anyone to do, but I had to sneak into my first hospital at the orders of a, a, a mom who really wanted me to be there for her son. And it was in Oakland. I won't say which hospital, but I'll just tell you it was in Oakland. How long have I been acting like Spider-Man? So how long have I been Spider-Man? I've been Spider-Man since 2014. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, it feels like a long time. You know what's crazy is Spider-Man in the movies keeps getting younger and I keep getting older, so it's tough. (laughs) I'm in relationship, but I have a boyfriend. That's cool. You you would love my wife. She um I don't know if this is anyone's question later, and I hope I'm not spoiling it, but she she dresses as Spider Gwen. That's so cool. Yeah, she's awesome. How many um kids you save in when you visit to the hospital? Oh well, I like the word how you use the word save, but I will say that you know one of the things of me being Spider Man is that I don't, I don't have the ability to actually save anybody. And I, and I really think that's important for people to know because that's part of real life. You know, there's the, re- there's the movies and then there's real life, you know. Um, and so my job when I go into the hospital is not to save anyone. It's just to be there for the times that are really hard. And even though it's really hard to help people smile, and to help kids really smile. And, and that can feel sometimes like being saved. You know what I mean? It's like if you have 30 days in a row that are just really dark and bad and you don't feel good and, and then someone comes along or something happens in your life to where, oh, my gosh, this is the first time in a long time that I could feel the sun, you know, that I, could, that I feel warm, that I feel good about something. And, and, and one thing that does is that gives you hope. and and the hope itself can save people, I believe, but I'm just a messenger of, of the hope. But to answer your question, I've been there for over 15,000 kids in the seven years. Yeah, from, uh, from the Bay Area, California, all the way to London. That's a long, long time. <laughs> a long time. It, it, get, it gets tiring, so you got to pace yourself, you know? Tell you why I said hi. That's all. Oh, I will. And, and she's teaching right now. She's actually a teacher. So wow. She's How- out there teaching. So she's double awesome. She's going for her master's in school. And um, yeah, she's a, she's amazing on so many different levels. I wish she was here so you guys could meet her, but maybe that's for another time. That's so awesome. Thank you, Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Nice meeting you. Oh, it's great to meet you too. How how has your journey been? My journey has been, it has been a very long journey. It feels like, um, but it's been a very, it's been a very rewarding journey and also a very difficult journey. Um, 
And if I'm able to elaborate on that just a little bit, it's yeah, please. Yeah, it's difficult because I visit, like I said before, there's there's children that I cannot save. Um, and I walk into the lives of children who are sometimes that you know they're at the end of their life. And I know that's a hard topic, but that's that's something I do. And so that's when it gets difficult. That uh, it starts feeling the journey starts feeling long. At that point, um, it's hard to come to terms with those realities, and especially when I become so close to to everyone I come in contact with. I'm just I'm a person who likes to open my heart to everyone. And um, but the worst rewarding is actually seeing that my presence there, even though it's just dressing as Spider-Man, you know, um, and being there as a friend. And, you know, kind of giving uh, these therapeutic services in my, this unique way that I'm doing it um, to see so many, my presence just matters so much. And I'm doing the smallest, most simplest thing. It's just being there, holding hands, uh, encouraging people and just kind of like implanting that hope. So it, it's been a roller coaster to sum all that up. It's been a lot of ups and downs. and. Uh, I just, the one thing I work hard towards every day is to find that new balance. Every day it's, it's something new. Every year it's something new. Um, and I have to continually just try to find that balance for myself between my personal life and the life as Spider-Man to balance those things, to still be able to retain an amount of joy for myself, to do the job, but also be myself uh, my joyful self in in real life too. So it's been hard, but it's been rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> how how do you about how do you balance all that? That's a very good question. Uh, how to balance those kind of things, and I'm sure you guys deal with that too. It's like yeah. you know, it's balancing life. Is that's something that's for everyone, not just me. Um, it's difficult, and it's it's a balancing act. That will, if you can think of the balancing act as juggling and you have three balls that you have initially, right? And that's very difficult. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is difficult. And so you're, the more practice you have with those three balls that you're juggling, the better you'll get, the better you'll get. But then all of a sudden life will throw a fourth. And so you're like, oh my gosh. And you got to rebalance and you got to, and so it's just not freaking out when something new enters the your juggling act and just allowing yourself being kind to yourself give yourself some time the world uh can make you feel like you have to rush and kind of be okay quickly but that's not that's not the path you want to take you want to take your own time and you want to just you know i i always say listen always talk to people outside yourself and if it helps, talk to a therapist that has helped me, has helped me so much, um, you know, talking to friends. But one thing that's helped me outside of that is exercise in any way. Listening to music has been huge for me. Um, and then redefining your work, your purpose. For me, it's being Spider-Man. But for me, if I stay doing the same thing just all the time, if I just did the same thing all seven years without any growth or kind of like throwing something new in there to challenge even just myself or to just change the landscape of what I do um, for children, then it would have just kind of got boring. I would have been in the same 
that would have offered nothing new to myself or the kids. So it's like, it's, it's about challenge yourself. It's about all that. It's the juggling act changes every day. So don't get discouraged. Every day is a new day. And instead of looking at it, like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed by the day and, and how new it is and change is very hard every day, but look at it as like a new opportunity, a new adventure. And, and even though it's hard, it's, it's something that whatever's hard can sculpt you and help make you a stronger person for tomorrow. And shoot, you guys, you guys have been being sculpted your whole lives. And so, oh my gosh, you're probably so strong. And, and, and I am in my own way. And I know that. And so it's like, you're being prepared for something great. Your purpose is just is just far greater than so many other people's on this planet because you're being thrown so much, right? And I feel the same way. And it's like stepping up to that challenge every day. So the juggling act, it's tough, but it's very doable. It's very doable. I've got another question. Now that we've got this Omicron, how is that possible to balance knife like you're talking about? Right. It, it becomes very hard. If, as far as like the coronavirus in general, if I could share my little experience very briefly, when, when the coronavirus uh, first hit California, I was standing in a hospital as Spider-Man. My wife was next to me as Spider-Gwen. And we just left a room and we were immediately swept away into a room that no one was in. And we were told that the last visit we just did, the little girl had been uh, uh, may have been around someone with the coronavirus and that our visit was done and we were to visit no more kids and we had to actually quarantine in the, they kept us there for an hour. Uh, all my volunteers, they had our bags, they dropped them at our feet in this room. It was very scary. And, and at that moment, I didn't know it at the time, but everything changed for us um, just like it did for everyone else. And for us, you know, we, 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 uh, we visit terminal or excuse me, uh, children who have, um, immune, uh, immune, uh, compromised immune systems. So, um, we can't, we have not been able to visit any children in two years. I have not been able to do the work that I love doing with all my heart, uh, to, to the full capacity that I love doing it in two years. So, um, it's been very trying for us, just like it is for you, and to find that balance. Um, it these challenges, if you look at them as as these obstacles as walls, then they're kind of they're a lot. It's a lot harder to visualize yourself overcoming like a wall or a dead end, because it's like hard to visualize going through a dead end. So what we've had to do, and I encourage anyone else to do is look at all these challenges that the coronavirus are throwing at all of us and look at them as obstacles. So when we couldn't visit children in the hospital, um, we saw that as an obstacle instead of a dead end. So how can I still bring hope to children? We're in a time where, look it, we're not in the same room, guys and girls, we're still talking. So we have technology, let's utilize that. How can we be creative to get what we need to nourish our souls to, survive and kind of like still tap into that like evolution of self that we all need like we all need to grow human beings are so amazing we're like plants we need the water we need the sun we just need that right so how can we get yeah. it? 
And so what's crazy is, well, I'll tell you even more, Brian, like speaking of plants, like I used to be a tree trimmer in my, before I was Spider-Man, I was a tree trimmer for 10 years. And one thing I thought that was so amazing about trees is that if you plant a tree somewhere that where there's no water source at all, right? Or let's say a tree grew really big and then it had this great water source, this river was nearby and its roots grew to the water, but the river dried out and there's no more water anywhere. The tree doesn't say to itself, you know what, I give up, I'm gonna die. The tree's roots actually become that much more persistent and resilient underground and will break even concrete. You've seen it, there's sidewalks that are just broken, right? Because it won't let anything in its path. And this is a tree that cannot move. It, it, it's reliant on food coming to it, right? So it's like, oh, I gotta find it. I gotta find water. And it will, it will find pipes if it has to, and it'll bust those pipes to get water. It'll find, it'll find a water source. And it's been amazing because I actually, like I said, did used to do trees. And so we would have to, we would remove, um, roots sometimes and we would find out that the tree is like so i mean it it, it's like a hundred yards away and and that that tree is so far well it came all the way here to get water and and itself could not move and i think we need to be like the tree right we need to utilize we need to grow our roots we need to we need to expand on our foundation and it's easier said than done i'm not gonna lie i've been going through a lot of hard times in the last two years, uh, a lot mentally, um, you know, I've had to work out at home. It's a lot harder to do that, but I've done it. I've had to change my diet because listen, guys and girls, I, I, I gained 20 pounds the first, you know, (laughs) the two years of the pandemic, I gained gained 20 pounds. And then recently I was uh, contacted by a hospital to say, Hey, just prepare yourself. Um, prepare yourself. We're getting it under control. You might, we're going to call on you as soon as time to go back in. And I panicked because, oh shoot, I, being Spider-Man, I need to be 167 pounds and really fit. And at the time I was 188 (laughs) and I freaked out and I looked at my wife and I said, I said, my wife's name is Kendall. I said, Kendall, I'm jiggling in places I've never jiggled before. What do I do? (laughs) so I kind of had a little meltdown there, but I had to grow my roots. And I said, it's time to buckle down. It's time to tap back in. And I, and I, she helped me with a meal plan and I got back to it and I made it happen. But the coronavirus has affected all of us. And all I can say is we're still here. Yeah. Brian, Brian, you're still here, buddy. And here we are. And let's, it's part of the adventure and we can do it. Anything you want to do, you can utilize this technology. You can ask and reach out friends. There's there's ways to, to accomplish things. I think the world has really uh, adapted to this coronavirus thing. And so, so, yeah. So I hope that answers your question a little bit. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there, but. Well, that's all right, Ricky. Yeah. I asked a really good question. You did. And it, it has, there's levels to it. There's, there's, there's layers like an onion. And I, and that's really deep. I like that. Yeah. And I know where you're coming from because I've had, I recently lost three family members. Yeah. And loss is, and loss is extremely hard, especially when it hits so close to home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
if I, if I would ask yourself one question, you know, and I've dealt with a tremendous loss myself is how do you think those people, uh, whether, wherever you believe that they are now in the spirit world in heaven, whatever that you believe that you should ask yourself, you know, when times get hard is how do you think they would want you to honor their name? Well, as soon as the Famicom is over, my sister and all is not a guy that has a boat and will go to dump his remains. Oh, so you're going to throw the ashes? Yeah. Nice. So, so you getting on a boat is something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and living life is what it's all about. And, and, yeah. And it's okay to be sad. You got to cry when it's time to cry when you feel like that. And it's okay to talk to others. It's okay to reach out to others. I'm sure you know that. And then when time comes, and this is the hard part. It's like when you one day you'll find yourself smiling. You'll find yourself smiling, right? And then, and then you'll go, oh, I feel bad. I feel guilty because I've had so much loss. I actually feel guilty that I'm smiling and, and my family member who passed didn't get to, or maybe another family member who's still dealing with the going through the grief process cannot find this moment to smile. I want you to remember when I, when I said this, like when you go, Oh wow, I'm smiling. I feel bad. Remember when I'm saying this, don't feel bad. Take that smile, put it in your, put it in your gas tank and, and use it to smile again and get to the next spot in life and get to that boat. You have something to look forward to and then get to the next thing that's like the boat and just keep going. And one day you'll, you'll, you'll be smiling all the time and you'll, and you'll look at their picture and you'll smile and you'll realize this is how they wanted me to honor their name. Nice, nice meeting you, Ricky. Nice to meet you too. I love your story. What would you be satisfied being in another profession? Would I be satisfied if I was in a different profession or career? Um, no, not now that I've not now that I've done this. Uh, I was in many different professions prior to being Spider-Man. So um, I've known a lot before this. And it's like once I started doing this, um, it, I just don't know I don't know how to, and that, that's part of the struggle. It's I, I don't know at some point I'm going to have to retire. Right. And that just means hang up the Spider-Man suit myself. But what um, I want to expand our organization to have other folks suit up. I want to get a, uh, a program together outside of just a background check and make sure everyone's safe to visit kids and all of that. But like, I want to put together a, like a very comprehensive program and like that people can actually go to like a schooling that I can teach the process and the science of visiting children as a suited character of whatever they choose and um, teach, you know, folks how to do that, who want to do the same thing. And I think it's important to know that, you know, what I do and what my organization does is not from an entertainment standpoint. So we don't visit uh, to do like, we don't do birthday parties and things like that. We only visit children who are uh, children in need or even young adults or even we've even adults. Um, and so I cannot think of another profession. That's actually, that's actually something after seven years and being 38 years old, I, I now think to myself like, you know, and, and how hard it is like emotionally and mentally 
at this point, I think to myself, you know, from me, from, you know, a wellness standpoint and energy standpoint, and just, uh, how much I, how much do I think I have to give personally out there to children? How, how long can I do this? And so it, it's like kind of daunting to think about like, what would I do after this? Because I'm like, shoot, this was everything. This is everything it takes. It, it really is my passion. Um, so I have not said this on social media. Um, I have not like told my parents even. So this is like, I'm sharing this with you guys. My wife and I have been talking about, I didn't go to college at all. I'd have a high school diploma and just a lot of life experience. And my wife, you know, was saying she's going for her master's and she said, Hey, maybe you should go for your master's and get, uh, and you know, and child psych, uh, excuse me, child counseling. And I think I really want to do that because when the day comes to hang up the Spider-Man suit, I don't want to have to stop. You know, I, I already now have seven years of experience. If you add six years of experience while I'm going to school and at that time I can hang up the Spider-Man suit and actually have a degree um, and be like approved as an actual, you know, therapist. I think that I would have so much to offer at that point, you know, and I think that's what I want to do. So I'm kind of telling you guys here today that I'm kind of searching for a college that I'm going to, that I'm going to go to. And, uh, and that's going to be what I'm going to do. So it's not really like, I can't, I'm not stopping this profession, so I can't see myself doing anything else. I just kind of want to elaborate on it because that's how special it is to me. Awesome. Thanks for coming, Ricky. No problem. Uh, thank you for having me. Bye, Ricky. Bye, Ricky. I hope you enjoyed this installment of Artbeat Radio. For more information, Please go to our website, ableart.org.